in today's show. We're talking sleepers for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm obviously joined by a little friend here, young Obert. He's sitting in, doesn't want to leave the studio today, wants to sit with me. That's fine. He can sit here because he wants to talk sleepers. Hopefully, he has a bit of a sleeper himself and uh, and just lays down and relaxes while we do the show. Sleepers. I was going to do all the platforms, but I'm going to break it up. This is this is Yahoo. It's category leagues. So there are going to be other shows. I'd still like you to keep tuning in, even if you're not playing in a category league on Yahoo. Just helps with the algo. Actually, drop a comment down below. What is what's your favorite? Yeah, okay. If you are on YouTube here. What is your favorite league type? Platform, categories or points, auction or snake? Drop it in the comments. I just want to see. I want want people to boost this video, but I want comments down below as well. You can also drop your comments on the sleepers that I have as well. The next part we have to do before we get into this is what is a sleeper, right? In general, it's been used for guys that people aren't aware of and people aren't, you know, you're sleeping on this guy. I think that's a bit of a garbage definition to be honest, because let's be fair. If you're watching this show or listening to this podcast, you know, these players, you know, all these guys, there'll be people who haven't seen this channel who are flitting in and going, Oh, that's an interesting thought. And I hope I can convert those guys. If it is you welcome. Hi, welcome to the show. We're going to pump out plenty of fantasy basketball stuff and convert you into regular and experienced fantasy players by listening to this show. But what I what we're trying to get here with sleepers is not necessarily people who yeah, people aren't aware of. Because again, if you know what you're doing, you know every player in the NBA in general. And we want to get everyone to that level who is watching this show. Build your knowledge up. So when I'm talking sleepers, what the cutoff I used is looking at my category projections. Players who were, I believe, at least around undervalued. So at least 14 to 15 spots undervalued on either their rank or on their ADP on Yahoo. These are the guys that I'm looking at that I think are undervalued by at least around. Sometimes you might see a guy, oh, he's six spots too high or too low. It doesn't really matter. When you're 15 spots, when you're 20 spots, that's where you know we start to go, oh, here's a little bit of value that I might be able to snag this guy around later. And that's what we're trying to do. Get that extra bit of value. Get that extra um, round or two of buffer on grabbing a guy. In the end, I've got 28 players here we're going to talk about. I'm not going to give you two minutes on each guy. A lot of them will just be, hey, here's a name. I've got 28 guys who at the time of recording, September 13th, I will do another one of these shows, probably the start of October, when ranks and valuations of players get updated through preseason and through Yahoo adjusting stuff. We'll do more of these shows. But for now, here is your early sleepers video. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Quaylen, it's going to miss time. 
They've got 15 back-to-backs, the Clippers. He's going to miss probably all of them. If he plays 60 games, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yahoo's got him ranked at 34th. That's the end of the third round. To me, I, you saw on the you know, Who's My First Round Picks video yesterday that I'm okay with picking him towards the end of the second, middle, middle to end of the second round. So if you're getting him anywhere in round three, Kawhi, I think it's tremendous value. He's still a guy that's... Um, yes, he is coming off an ACL, but it's Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to be pretty good. He might be a little rusty with some percentage issues early on. He will miss some time. We, we know that. But his value... If he doesn't get hurt, like resting one game is not ideal. And playoff schedule comes into this. But if he's not hurt and missing chunks of weeks, you can deal with that. And I just... Like, if his rank was at 20... I'd say there's no sleeper value in that. That's probably about the right spot, that 18 to 25 range. 34, though, is obviously low. Now, his ADP doesn't sit there. It is a little bit higher. So I've tried to differentiate where guys I think are sleepers based on rank, X rank, or sleepers based on ADP, because they can be different things. Kawhi's ADP is 27, and I still think there is some value in that, just not as much as there is the value of him ranked at 34th. A lot of sound drops here, really. Yep. Chris Tapps. This is a guy who was easily top 20 after he joined Washington. And I know there is considerable injury risk. Considerable. It's massive. He's had a lot of knee problems. He probably will still have some knee problems. He will sit some games. He'll miss some games. But this is a top 20 player on a per-game basis. And you can currently get him ranked 49th. That's round five in a 12-team league. ADP of 50. That's... Also, obviously, round five in a 12-team league. Porzingis last season was 26th on a per-game basis in just 29 minutes a night. And as I said, he was a clear top 20, maybe even a top 15 guy when he joined the Wizards. Now, that Wizards team was without Bradley Beal, so he has to deal with that. And there are going to be missed games. Last season, though, in played 51 games, he was ranked 66th in total value. 66th in 51 games. Like, I'll happily take him. Like, he plays 10 more games. That's only still 61 games. Uh, he easily beats 50 to me. I'd more than happy take him at, you know, start of the fourth round. His per game is second round. And it's worth taking a flyer if you haven't grabbed Kawhi or Anthony Davis in those early rounds where we know there's a lot of injury risk associated. If you've got some safer guys early... Yeah, man, take that plunge. That's some good value, I think, on Chris Stapps. And another one who is getting undervalued is the Rock DJ. I told you there's a lot of sound drops. Rock DJ. Williams's value is highly skewed if you include turnovers. Don't do that. I've laid out my case as to why when valuing players and looking at ranks, you shouldn't use turnovers. Because otherwise, he ends up being like the 13th best player, and that is clearly garbage. You would never in a million years... Choose Robert Williams over Luka Doncic. You never would. Anyone who suggests that they would, I think, is being disingenuous or trying to be, I don't know, too clever. But Williams is still really good. Good field goal percentage without hurting your free throws. Great blocks. Good rebound numbers. Sneaky passing ability. Yes, he had that knee injury in the playoffs. He still played like 64 games last season. His minutes were up under Ima Yudoka. And I don't think Al Horford's going to be playing more games this season. And with the injury to the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, Grant Williams is going to have to push more to the four. And the backup behind Rob is 
Luke Cornett. I think he's going to play his 30 minutes. He has had some lower body injuries like Porzingis, but this is a second round-ish sort of player who you can get at the start of the fourth. ADP 37, rank 36th. I, I think, you know, if everything is equal you and we're not worried about injury, you do take him in that, you could take him at 20. I wouldn't. I did take him at 23 in a draft the other day. I That was a mistake. I should have taken Gobert in that spot. But if Williams plays 70 games, then that's clearly an option for you there. I think if you look at him mid-third round, I, I like the value. Drew Holiday. Um, his rank is fine, but for some reason, he's being drafted really low. 46 is Drew's ADP. They're probably not going to have Chris Middleton to begin the season. Drew Holiday did have some ankle issues last season, which did hamper him somewhat. But I don't, I don't know why it's so low. He's ranked 41st, but a 46 ADP. This is a third-round player. He was 29th last season. No, he wasn't. He was 31st, sorry. 46 is too low. That is great value in round four. Sneak, ADP is average. That means in some drafts, he is going, getting picked after pick 50. That's insane to me. There's no reason for it. There's a third-round guy who you can get in the fourth, maybe fifth. Really like that value quite a bit. I also like BetOnline because it is the number one spot for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. I am recording this before the Broncos and Seahawks Monday night game. I think the Broncos are going to ride and get the victory, but I don't know. But if you want to check out all of the week two odds, BetOnline's got them up. They've had them up for weeks, but they're up already. Where's my undefeated Miami Dolphins? Who do we play next week? The Ravens. And we're three and a half point underdogs. BetOnline, I think that's wrong, but that's fine. I can go and have a look and check out all of that information, all of the football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. And it's also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online is where the game starts. Steph, KD. LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, which NBA player moves the betting lines the most this season? Locked on and bet online. The odds makers at bet online present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on the old YouTube. Realize I didn't flick the screen across there as I should have. Yeah, there we go. That's what I should have done. Um, all right. Who's next? It's two Rogier. Rogier probably... Sees a usage bump this season with Miles Bridges unlikely to play. Rogier was 46th last season. If you want a Dutch rider to the turnovers, he was like 35th or something. Don't, but, you know, ADP of 60 makes zero sense. He is their backup point guard. He is their starting shooting guard. He will see more usage. He has had prolonged, really good shooting for two full seasons now. I was skeptical after one, but do it for two years, and I'll, now you've got to prove to me you're a bad shooter. That's how this stuff works. Give me some evidence. You've done it for two years. You're a good shooter. And your value is way up. 60 is insane to me. That's end of fifth round. That means, again, he's getting drafted in the sixth round at 64, at 66, at 70 in some drafts. Probably shouldn't escape the top 50. That's tremendous value for Terry Rozier. Don't really get it. This one's controversial. But I think Ben Simmons, ranked at 92 with an ADP at 87, is stupid. I know there's a risk. Maybe he doesn't play. 
Maybe the mental stuff is too much for him. Maybe the back is too much of an issue. But at this spot, even at 70, like at 92, there is, there is potentially... Ben Simmons has been a top 40 player before, top 35 player before. There is potentially 60 spots of value in that rank. Now, I wouldn't want to take him in the top 50, and I wouldn't. Probably wouldn't do it in the top 60. Give me round seven, end of round six. I'm in a punt free throw situation. I need some assists. Is there anyone better out there? Yes, I know he won't have usage, but that doesn't matter. That's not his game. His game is rebounds, it's steals, it's assists, it's good field goal percentage. He'll still do his thing. He'll get 18, 19 usage. He might score 14 points. Might score 15. I don't know. But that's pushing it. That's just too low. There is a risk associated with it for sure. But I can eliminate some risk, still get value. And honestly, if he's healthy, like top 40 is real. Like, it's a real possibility that Simo's a top 40 guy. Draymond Green, I was not going to put him on this list, but I think there is still value in him. He's ranked 75th. He's ADP 73rd. There is risk of missing games with him. Um, so I've got the name there. I'm not 100% convinced on it because, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, his name's there. Consider it. Don't fall in love with it. Do like this one, though. Devin Vassell. He's ranked 95th. Um, his ADP is 101. He was 260th. They've updated it. They've only updated it to 95. That ADP is going to continue to come in. I think it's going to continue to come in more. I I think he's a top 60 player. I think he's got top 50 upside. I wouldn't draft him. There's no need to. In a competitive league, if someone grabs him at 59, you go, oh, well done. Thank you. Um, enjoy Devin Vassell. I didn't spend that much on him. All right. While I think he might get there, you don't spend that on him. Pick 75? Yeah, let's let's go. Like that's 20 spots ahead of rank. Pick 80? Love it. I still think there is 40... Maybe 40 spots of value here in Vassell at 95 and at least 40 spots with an ADP of 101. There's a lot of value in him and you can extract it pretty easily. I think there's some value in Jalen Green, especially ADP, which is at 81. His rank's coming to 70, so it's getting closer. I think top 40 is realistic for him. He does need to get some more steals, but we know steals are quite variable and that they can be a weird thing in terms of rank because they just influence it so highly for a category that's so small in volume. But I think the scoring's good. I think the percentages are going to improve. I think we get a little bit more from him in assists this season as well. I think we're going to see a pretty sizable second-year jump from Jalen, and it's going to be higher than that. I'd happily take him at 81. There's a lot of value in him at 81, I think. Again, just to reiterate, the sleeper term to me just means undervalued. So everyone knows Jalen Green. Nobody's asleep on Jalen Green. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone's aware of the player. Everyone knows his role. I just think he's undervalued at 81. This one, Larry Markkinen. They haven't updated the trade. It only happened two weeks ago, but they haven't updated their ranks. Um, He's ranked 122, Larry. His ADP is 119. This, to me, is a clear top 100 player in Utah. I expect he starts. I expect him and Colin Sexton, who we'll talk about soon, um, are going to be the number one and number two offensive options pretty comfortably at this point. Because this is the expectation that Boyan and Conley aren't there and maybe even Clarkson. Markinen should be that number, like, without really... I don't know where my dog's trying to go. Hey, where are you going, Obi? Um, I, don't re- I don't really know, like, why it's so low. Markinen was 97th last season. 
So this rank and ADP suggests he's worse than he was in Cleveland. I I call bullshit on that. There's no way that's real. This is this is legitimate sleeper stuff. This is he's a guy that if you took him at ninety, you're still getting probably twenty to thirty spots of value, and that's still thirty spots ahead of his rank. Really like the value there. I think Brunson at an ADP of eighty is maybe a little bit undervalued. Mainly from the perspective of getting assists can be tough and getting them with good field goal percentage can be tough. I do not think that Brunson comes in and is the big usage guy and the number one offensive option. I don't think that because Randall and Barrett exist. And I've seen Randall and Barrett play and I know that they're not going to shrink into the night. I've also seen Brunson play. He's not that number one guy. But it doesn't mean he can't get good assist numbers and they're super valuable. So while AD is like an end seventh round player, Brunson should probably go off the board in round six. And if he went at the end of round five with a dearth of point guards and assists, it's maybe a little early, but it's not outrageous. Also think cousin Kevin Porter's probably underranked too. Now last season he was bad until the last three months where he was great. Again, we talked the value of assists. He's ranked 109th with an ADP of 108. There's no way I would let Kevin Porter, and I am well known for being a Kevin Porter hater. There is no way I'm letting Kevin Porter get outside the top 100. There's no way. Minutes, check. Assists, they're there. Usage and scoring, he's going to take the shots. Is he going to hurt your percentages? Possibly, yeah. He also shot 39% from three last season. And the free throws are a worry, yes. But there are plenty of bad free throw guys you can pair him with. You want to add him and De'Aaron Fox together? Simmons, Ziana, Zion, Gobert. There's heaps of guys who are bad free throw shooters. Luca doesn't wipe out... Someone having a bad category doesn't wipe out all their value. And it's why, again, rankings need to be very cautiously looked at. Outside top 100 for Kevin Porter is crazy to me. I don't care about his turnovers. I don't care at all. Because if I'm chasing assists, I'm going for Porter. Therefore, I don't care about turnovers. If I am, if I'm punting assists, then I'm not going for Porter either. So the turnovers don't actually matter. He should be way higher than that. Calden Johnson has come in in terms of rank. He was way too low previously. He's now into 73, which is getting close to his value, but this, you can still get a sneak around in the value there at ADP 84. I think top 70 is realistic for him. There is some fear that given how low steel and block he is, that with an increased usage, his um, efficiency might drop off hurting him, but he still could legitimately be a 25 point per game scorer. It might be with nothing else. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins' Minnesota days, but 25 points is 25 points. And I think at 84, end of round seven, start of round eight, a round eight player, like he's a round six, seven guy versus a round seven, eight guy, I think in my mind. Well, I know I think in my mind because it's my mind and I think it. Brandon Clarkie Clark, 113 ADP. That's the one I'm really interested in. Rank of 97. This is largely dependent on the absence of Jaron Jackson. I don't know how long Jaron Jackson's out for. I'd love to get some more information, and we'll probably update this when we get Jackson's actual return date, if we hear anything, but it's Memphis, so we probably won't. But with Jackson out, this is a top 80 player. Probably high, probably top 70. With Jackson in, he's probably around that ADP anyway. 110 to 125. 
So if you're getting him around that area, you're getting him at almost worst case scenario. And you might for one month, two months, bump 50 spots ahead of that. If you want to take him, that rank is probably about right. That 97, you want to take him around 90. I don't think it's bad. It only it does fit certain teams, ones that are strong in both percentages because that's really where his strength lies, especially that high field goal percentage. But I think there's a bigger role for Brandon Clark coming. What about um, Kyle Lowry? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. He's 100th in Yahoo's ranks, 96 ADP. I think that he's going to miss quite a bit of time. He struggled quite a bit last season. No one is denying that at all. He was still the 50th ranked player on a per game basis. He's now at 100. Give me him at 90 and I love it. Love it. I don't think he'll be the 50th ranked player this season. He might be 75th. That's fine. Look how much room I've got to play with in those numbers. Getting assists is really hard. Threes, assists, good free throws. He will miss some time. But that's really good value late. I think Jabari Smith also getting undervalued, especially at ADP, which is 117. It will come in because they've updated his rank into 96. Jabari could very easily be the number one ranked rookie in category leagues this season. Very easily. He won't be a 20-point-per-game scorer, but he might get 14 points with two threes, 1.2 steals, 1.2 blocks, eight rebounds. It's really valuable. Yeah, I'd happily get him in the 80s. I've first seen him going in the 70s. 117 is just insane. So if you can get him low there, you got to like that. Also, I think Gordon Haywood's rank is low. His ADP is 106. I've never seen him go in the top 100 in any draft I've done. You can get him 110, 120 in a lot of spots. And on per game, he might be 80th. He did take a step back last season as Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges ascended. But Miles Bridges may be ascending his way to prison. I don't know. He's definitely not going to be on the team, I would say, to start. Not definitely. Most likely not on the team to start the season. Those shots have got to go somewhere. Those minutes have got to go somewhere. And they're going to go to Haywood. And if I'm getting him at, say, 110, and maybe he plays 50 games, maybe, oh, well, I might have got top 60 numbers for three months. And then he gets hurt. Fine, drop him. See you later. There is just when him and Lowry getting them outside the top 100 for potential top 70 numbers on a per-game basis. And if they play 65 games, well, that's just a huge, huge win. Your risk is... mid. Look, at 70, I'm not touching Gordon. No way would I take him at 70. 110? Yep. Let's go. I'll take him. Jalen Smith, this is going to come in. Sticks is ADP is at um, 109. He was ranked ridiculously low. Yahoo's brought him in. They brought his rank into about the right spot, but the ADP hasn't caught up yet. I think he's around like an 80 to 90 player. You get him outside the top 100, you're laughing. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Alpran Shingun, similarly to Jalen Smith, he was ranked too low. He was 140th. He's now into 69th, which of course is nice, but it's also not nice. Giggity. Because it's right around the value. Now, I think Shingun legitimately, and I won't even say like 99th percentile outcome. I'd say like 85th percentile outcome for him this season is the 30th ranked player. It's not likely to happen, but it could. If he plays 33 minutes a night, 15, 9, 4, 
with solid percentages. They are all possible. All of those things coming together are unlikely, but it's possible. Like I look at him versus Mason Plumley, I go, well, I think Shangun can hit top 30. Plumley can't. I don't think I don't see any reasonable way for that to happen. But it can for Shangun. I did say on the Market Watch show yesterday that I had dropped him down a little bit in my ranks, and I have. Because I'm just I'm a little worried about some of the usage stuff or the fouls and the minutes, and I'm a little worried about that. But at 87. No, I'd easily take him there. Easily take him there. Because I think, you know, even median outcomes, probably 65th to 70th. And 87 is too low. So it's too low for the Padawan as well, Colin Sexton, who's ranked 131st. Yahoo has not updated after the Mitchell trade. Don't know, don't know what we're waiting for. Maybe they're still, you know, looking to update their ranks after the Palga Gasol trade. Haven't updated that. He's ranked 131st. I think he's a top 90 player. Might be top 70. He lacks with defensive stats. He doesn't get many free throw attempts. His assists aren't great. And you know, I don't believe he's a point guard. But if the Jazz make him a point guard this season, it's great for losing games. Um, even getting one and a half extra assists per game pushes him to top 50. Like 22 points, three threes. He probably only gets three rebounds, but five assists, one steal. Efficiency might hurt given the structure of the team, but 131's insane. Like, it's crazy. I'd happily take him at 100, 90, 85 if I'm really lacking for points because there's just not many points guys after that. Trey Jones, too low. 125th with an ADP of 127. I said I reckon he might average eight assists. Someone said I was insane to suggest he would average eight assists. It's a pretty good passer, mate. Like, maybe he doesn't average eight assists. I've got him at 7.6, actually, is my projection. Um... But those sort of assists, those sort, I don't know why I spoke like that, this is around 11. Outside the top 120, that's like bench guys. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a start, likely a starting point guard. Again, we could reassess this when they say, no, Josh Primo's our starting point guard because we're trying to lose games. Um, but a point guard there, yes, he doesn't shoot well, but steals, assists, he might score 12 points, he might average 1.4 steals and 7.5 and assists. I'll take it. I'm happy with it. PJ Washington Jr. is at 106. Is the upside sky high? Not really. Where are you going, Obi? The upside's not sky high, but it's probably 20 spots higher than this. He'll be the unquestioned starting power forward. There's no bridges. Again, we'll highlight that. There's no bridges. Washington can block shots. He can hit threes. He does have issues with percentages at times, but an extra minute or two, an extra percentage point or two of usage, an extra year of development in the league, 106 just feels too low. Just it just feels too low to me. Um, Nick Claxton should be the starting center for the Nets. He's not going to be a usage guy, but he blocks, he rebounds, his high field goal percentage. It's at 125. I don't think they'll start Markeith Morris over him. They don't think they'll start Dayron Sharp. He probably won't get 30 minutes, Claxo. For 26, that's enough to pick him at 110, 105. Value. Pat Beverly's ranked 217th. The ADP's at 138. I don't know what's going on with the Lakers. We still don't know. Will he start? There's rumors that Kendrick Nunn might start. There's talk that Austin Reeves might start. I, I don't know. But I know that if Beverly plays 27 minutes a night, which if they're serious about winning, he should. Uh, this is a potential top 100 player that I can get you know, really quite late in drafts. Suggsy. He was bad. 
offensively last season. Couldn't shoot at all. Really good defensive player. Can get some assists. Gary Harris is hurt to start the year. He should start. He should play at least 30. And I'm very, very happy at 155 with an ADP of 133 to take a flyer on him with my last couple of picks. Second year guy. You expect percentage jumps. The role is still pretty solid. He's already got defense sort of sorted. And I think we've got some real upside in him. So I really do like him as a late-round guy. One of my best late-round guys, I think. Cam Johnson's ADP and rank is 138. Now, his upside is not particularly high. He doesn't have, wow, if this, if this figures out, he's top 60. I think he starts over Jay Crowder. He does need an injury to Bridges. Well, Bridges apparently never gets hurt. Or, or Paul or Booker. Someone that can just give him an extra couple of shots a game to really push into the top 80. But he's better than this. I would say on a per-game basis, even with the way things are now, assuming he starts, of course, which is the assumption. The big stiffy Bones Highland is ranked at 154. His ADP is 136. Now, I am less less excited about his prospects this season than others are because I don't believe that Jamal Murray is playing 20 minutes a night until February. I don't believe that Jamal Murray is playing 40 games this season, as some people seem to think will happen. I don't think that'll happen. But I still think that Bones will get 23 to 24 minutes and can be around 110, 112 this season. That's a really short range I gave there. I don't know why. 154 is too late. Definitely take him before last round. That's like the second last pick, 154. ADP 136, it's getting there. But I'd be okay getting him in the top 120. Um, And the last one I'm going to talk about is Stormin Norman Powell. I don't know whether he's going to start for the Clippers. And I'm definitely not interested in Powell at the level that he's been at in previous years, where he's been like top 80, top 90. But George will miss some games here and there. Kawhi will miss some games. John Wall will miss some games. Marcus Morris will miss some games. In all of those games, Powell will play probably 31 minutes. And then you'll go back to 27. Be ups and downs and ups and downs. And you can get him quite late here. 137. I think he's probably like 115 sort of a player. It's not huge upside. But if something happens where George or Kawhi or Morris, or Batum, or Covington is out for a long period of time, the number one guy who steps up is probably going to be Powell, who gets a couple of extra minutes and gets a couple of extra shots in that situation. And that, that's Yahoo Sleepers. I'm not including the really deep guys. I'm going to do a separate show for the guys who are ranked really low, who I think are worth taking flyers on. Flyers and sleepers are slightly different things to me. So these are all guys who I think are undervalued by at least like 15 spots on Yahoo at the moment for Category Leagues. Let me know, again, what you think down below. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app for here on YouTube, thumb it up and drop your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.